and welcome to Vineyard Boise. We have some really cool things in store for you today. If you're new to the Vineyard, we would love to connect with you. You can also do that with that handy dandy smartphone to get all kinds of information as well as get connected. The easiest way to get connected is to jump online at vineyardboise.org. Click on the connect link tab. It's super quick with a name, number, and email, and you can even put in a prayer request. Now, we always have a lot going on here at the Vineyard that happens every day of the week, not just on Sunday. With all that activity, we have all kinds of places to get plugged in. If you want to get more details on the when and where, check out the monthly at a glance on our events tab at vineyardboise.org. And if you'd like to support Vineyard Boise, you can give online at vineyardboise.org slash give. Again, thanks for joining us. And may your day be filled with blessings. Good morning. Welcome. Christmas, Christmas Day. What a special, special day. We thank you for being with your families and we're here with our families as well. Yeah, this is a fun way to join together. We're actually going to be able to start with some worship, some Christmas carols, and then we're going to hear the Christmas story. And then one of the highlights for all of us is the family service where we had the little uh, children's Christmas play and you're mm-hmm. going to get to see that. That's mm-hmm. always so fun. Yes. So uh, we want to wish you a Merry Christmas. We want to bless you wherever you are. We want to thank you for the grace to allow all of us to celebrate at home with our families. Yep. So we're going to ask the Lord's presence. We'll wish you a very Merry Christmas. Yes. Father, we just thank you for the gift of Jesus. We thank you for the light of the world, the hope of the world. We ask that the, this Christmas, that message of hope would sink deep into our hearts, that we would be ready to make the invisible God visible. Yes. Lord, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for blessing the family and friends who are watching this on demand right now. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Bless you.
Hey, thank you, worship team. Hey, for our Christmas reading this morning, we're gonna be simply reading the story of that first Christmas about how God sent his son, his only son, into the world to rescue us from the brokenness of, uh, of a fallen world, a world fallen into sin and death and how God had this rescue plan. So we're gonna be reading that actually out of the Jesus Storybook Bible. Uh, this is an amazing resource. If you don't have a copy of these, I highly suggest it because um, it, it really captures the story and it's really, it makes, it makes the story of God's rescue of, of his creation accessible for, for really all ages. So um, we're gonna be reading, beginning with the story of the nativity in Luke chapter one and two. Everything was ready. The moment God had been waiting for was here at last. God was coming to help his people, just as he had promised in the beginning. But how would he come? What would he be like? What would he do? Mountains would have bowed down. Seas would have roared. Trees would have clapped their hands. But instead, the earth held its breath. As silent as snow falling, he came in. And when no one was looking, into the darkness he came. Well, there was a young girl who was engaged to a man named Joseph. And Joseph was the great, 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 great grandson of King David. One morning, this girl was minding her own business when suddenly a great warrior of light appeared right there in her bedroom. He was Gabriel, and he was an angel, a special messenger from heaven. When she saw the tall man standing there, Mary was frightened. You don't need to be scared, Gabriel said. God is very happy with you. Mary looked around if perhaps he was talking to someone else. Mary, Gabriel said. And then he laughed with such gladness that Mary's eyes were filled with sudden tears. Mary, you're going to have a baby, a little boy. You will call him Jesus and he is God's own son. He's the one, he's the rescuer. The God who flung planets into space and kept them whirling around and around. The God who made the universe with just one word. The one who could do anything at all was making himself small, coming down as a baby. Wait, God was sending a baby to rescue the world? But it's too wonderful, Mary said. She felt her heart beating hard. How can this be true? Is anything too wonderful for God? Gabriel asked. So Mary trusted God more than what her eyes could see, and she believed. I am God's servant, she said. Whatever God says, I will do. Well, sure enough, it was just as the angel had said. Nine months later, Mary was almost ready to have her baby. But Mary and Joseph had to take a trip to Bethlehem, the town of King David. But when they reached the little town, they found every room was full, every bed was taken. Go away, the innkeepers told them. There isn't any place for you. Well, where would they stay? Soon, Mary's baby would come. They couldn't find anywhere except an old tumble-down stable. So they stayed where the cows and the donkeys and the horses had stayed. And there, right there in the stable, amongst the chickens and the donkeys and the cows. In the quiet of the night, God gave the world his wonderful gift. The baby that would change the world was born, his baby son. Mary and Joseph wrapped him up to keep him warm and they made a soft bed of straw and they used the animal's feeding trough as a cradle. And then they gazed in wonder at God's great gift, wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. Mary and Joseph named him Jesus, or Emmanuel, which means God has come to live with us. 
because of course, he had. Meanwhile, that same night, in amongst the other stars, suddenly a bright new star appeared. Of all the stars in the dark, dark vaulted heavens, this one shone clearer. It blazed in the night and made the other stars look pale beside it. Now, God put it there when his baby son was born. It was to be like a spotlight, shining on him, lighting up the darkness, showing people the way to him. You see, God was like a new daddy. He couldn't keep the good news to himself. He'd been waiting all these long years for this moment. And now, he wanted to tell everyone. So he pulled out all the stops. He sent an angel to tell Mary the good news. He put a special star in the sky to show where his boy was. And now, he was going to send a big choir of angels to sing his happy song to the whole world. He's here, he's come, go and see him, my little boy. Now, where would you send your splendid choir? To a big concert hall, maybe? Or a palace, perhaps? God sent his choir to a little hillside outside a little town in the middle of the night. He sent all those angels to sing for a raggedy old bunch of shepherds watching their sheep outside of Bethlehem. Now in those days, remember, people used to laugh at shepherds and say they were smelly and call them other rude names, which I can't possibly mention here. You see, people thought that shepherds were nobodies, just scruffy old riffraff. But God must have thought shepherds were very important indeed, because they're the ones he chose to tell the good news to first. That night, some shepherds were out in the open fields warming themselves by a campfire, when suddenly the sheep darted. They were frightened by something. The olive trees rustled. What was that? A wing beat? Then they turned around. Standing in front of them was a huge warrior of light, blazing in the darkness. Don't be afraid of me, the bright shining man said. I haven't come to hurt you. I have come to bring you happy news for everyone, everywhere. Today, in David's town, in Bethlehem, God's son has been born. You can go and see him. He's sleeping in a manger. And behind the angel, they saw a strange glowing cloud, except it wasn't any cloud. It was angels, troops and troops of angels armed with light. And they were singing a beautiful song. Glory to God, to God be fame and honor and all of our hoorays. And then, as quickly as they appeared, the angels left. The shepherds stamped out their fire, left their sheep, raced down the grassy hill, through the gates of Bethlehem, down the narrow cobble streets, through a courtyard, down some steps, step, step, steps, past an inn, round a corner, through a hedge, until at last they reached a tumble-down stable. They caught their breath and then quietly tiptoed inside. They knelt on the dirt floor. They had heard about this promised child and now he was here. Heaven's son, the maker of the stars, now a baby sleeping in his mother's arms. This baby would be that bright star shining in the sky that night, a light to light up the whole world, chasing away the darkness, helping people to see. And the darker the night got, the brighter the star would shine. Would you join me in just pausing to, to pray and respond to the message of Christmas, to personally open our hearts to to the light that, that shone into the darkness that night. So Lord Jesus, we thank you that you did this amazing thing, this unbelievable thing that though you spoke all of creation into existence, you humbled yourself to become part of your creation, to enter into it, 
humbly, vulnerably as a baby. And that you did this in order to offer up your life and rescue us from the brokenness of sin and death. Jesus, we thank you that the rescue plan that, that God had planned for, for generations, that we today celebrate and we proclaim the, the, the beginning of that rescue plan. We thank you that you have promised to finish what you've begun. And so Jesus, light of the world, would you illuminate the darkness in us and around us today? We invite the light of your love to penetrate any darkness in our hearts, in our homes, in our lives. And would you complete the rescue plan that you've begun? This Christmas, the greatest gift that will be exchanged in any way is for us to receive the gift of new life that you came to offer. And so as we exchange gifts, may we remember that, uh, that this day, every, every gift is just a parable. It's, a, it's a, a shadow of the true gift that you gave us. So we thank you. We welcome you. We worship you. Along with those common shepherds, we come as common people to worship you with our whole hearts, our whole lives. Go before 
favor be upon and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children may his favor be upon and a thousand with us in joy and mourning celebration and confusion and chaos in rest and in work in our homes and in the world where we are focused on ourselves our lack our worry our hurts let us experience anew let us experience anew the wonder and greatness of your salvation plan come Emmanuel Where the shadows in our hearts, where the shadows in our hearts, dark places in the world, or the emptiness in our families, threaten to weigh us down, come, Emmanuel. Na kupitia hiyo, Yesu mwenyewe kama Emmanuel anasema kwamba, kuja. Come, Emmanuel. Come and bless us with your presence, with your presence, by your spirit. By your spirit. Transform our hearts, our homes, and our world. May we, the Church, be filled with the wonder of Mary, the obedience of Joseph, the joy of the angels, the joy of the angels, the eagerness of the shepherds, the determination of the Magi, and the peace of Jesus. We bless you, Lord, for the gift of your Son. For the gift of your Son. We bless you, Jesus, for the gift of your Holy Spirit. Of your Holy Spirit with us. We bless you, Vineyard Boise. We bless you, Vineyard Boise, on this special day. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Mungu akutende makubo. Asante. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. There you go. Good job, And lastly, for a little bit of, uh, let's call it bonus content, we're going to revisit the Christmas program that our children's ministry uh, gave to us this last Sunday. And so we're going to play that now and would encourage you, maybe if you have friends or family that didn't get to watch that last Sunday, you can share this link with them from wherever you're watching it and include them so that they can enjoy uh, this gift that our children's ministry gave us. Merry Christmas, everyone.
Well, it looks like Caesar is up to his old tricks again. I have to admit, he is creative in collecting money. This time, he wants everyone to come to Bethlehem? Before you know it, the town will be filled with tourists and their animals. Rush hour will be twice as bad, and pizza delivery will take forever. But he's the boss. Claude, Seth, did you hear that? It's tourist season again, and you know what that means? Leftovers. Easy for you to say. Last year, everyone wanted milkshakes. I lost 20 pounds in one week. <laughs> what if this is the year they want hamburgers? Excuse me, you think you have problems? Everyone knows Bethlehem is famed for sweaters, and where do these sweaters come from? Wool. I'm the only sheep you know. This definitely grows so fast. If you ask me, every tourist should be put back on their camels and set home. Hey, I like tourists. They're messy and they drop food all over the place. They're everything a mouse loves. I'd better hurry. The tourists will be coming in any time now. I can't believe how messy this place is. Food all over the place. I better set out a few traps before we attract mice. Hey, what are you doing? That garbage was my dinner. Shoo, shoo, I'll get you, you rodent, you. <laughs> that was a close one. Did you see the size of that mouse trap? Listen, we have to find a way to keep the tourists out of Bethlehem. Everyone in favor of Operation Go Home, say aye. Bye. They don't leave me. Micah, Seth, I think tourist season is a little early this year. Everyone's here already. Not everyone. Come on, maybe if we can't stop the other 300 tourists, maybe we can make an example out of these two. Maybe if we give them a bad enough time, everyone else will have to leave too. What do you think? Here's my plan. Are we almost there yet? I don't think I can travel much further, and it's getting very late. We're here, Mary. This is Bethlehem. I'll try to find a place to stay for the night. Welcome, folks. Just call me Mike the Mouse. I'll bet you're looking for a place to stay tonight. You've come to the right place. Okay, you are here. You want to be there. Way, way over there. No, we need to stay in Bethlehem for the tax. My wife and I are just looking for a place to stay. Can you suggest anywhere? Excuse me, folks. Is this your donkey? Yes, it is, officer. Is there a problem? May I see your license and registration, please? Our uh, what? Uh, I don't see any plates on this animal. Mm -hmm. <gasps> Sorry, officer. Fell off. Oh, dear. This doesn't look good. I'm afraid I'm gonna have to take your animal in for questioning. Come on, donkey, let's move it along. What am I supposed to do with the donkey? I don't know, just put in the barn for now. Okay, folks, you seem like nice people and all. I don't think this is gonna work out. I think you should go home now. Howdy, visitors, welcome to Bethlehem. How may I help you? Look, Joseph, it's a hotel. Let's see if we can stay here tonight. Hello, my name is Joseph, and this is my wife, Mary. We are looking for a place to stay. Can you have any rooms? Um, let's see, do you have a reservation? Let's see, Jonah, Judah, Josephette. Nope, don't see any reason for Joseph, buddy. Did you call six months in advance or register on our website? What's, What's a, a website? website? Not to worry, hmm, here's something. What about a no smoking room with a king size bed, complimentary breakfast buffet? I'll even throw in a cradle for free. Looks like you're gonna need one pretty soon. How does that sound? That sounds wonderful. Sorry, we're all filled up. We sold that last one. You better go home. But your sign says vacancy. Oops, old sign. It's a height of tourist season, you know, and everyone wants wool sweaters. And hamburgers. Oh, tell me your troubles. Go home! Come on, Mary, we'll just keep looking. There gotta be somewhere we can stay.
to do. You brought us to Bethlehem, but it seems like nothing is working out. I know you have a plan, so I'm trusting you. Just please help Mary. She looks really tired right now. Oh, look, Joseph. It's an innkeeper. Excuse me, ma'am. We're trying to find a place to spend the night. But the mouse at the travel agency said everything in town was filled up. Well, that's true enough. Wait, did you say your travel agent was a mouse? Look, I'd love to help you nice folks out, but there are no more rooms in the inn. Caesar Augustus made sure of that. Please, ma'am, my wife is about to have a baby, and I just need to find a comfortable place for her to stay. Do you have anywhere we can stay? Well, there is a place. I sure wouldn't want my baby to be born there, but I guess it's better than staying out here all night. Come on, I'll show you where it is. Micah, Seth, Micah, Claude, do you know the couple you're trying to run out of town? Yes. They're back and heading this way. Like I said, folks, it's not fancy, but... It's fine. Thank you for your thoughtfulness. It's been a difficult evening so far. It just seemed like everyone wanted us to go home. But God told us the baby would be born in Bethlehem. And I'm just so thankful to be here. Sorry, couldn't be something better. Have a good night, folks. No, I left the mousetrap around here somewhere. Where could it have gone? This place seems to be overrun with rats. I heard that. Excuse me? Now they're staying here? Well, that's just great. It wasn't enough we couldn't run them out of town. Now they're camping out in our barn? They think I'm serving a continental breakfast with fresh-squeezed orange juice in the morning? They've got another thing coming. Micah, that lady's about to have a baby, and we wanted her to go home. I didn't know she was going to have a baby. I mean, well, I wouldn't have been so mean if I had known. I feel bad. So she's going to have a baby. Big deal. Me and my husband had 500 babies last year. What's so special about one more baby? This baby is very special. This baby will change the world and help people have peace with God. This baby will die for all the wrongs in the world and rise again. There's never been a baby like this one. You know, I think I remember hearing about this baby before. I think Donkey is talking about the Messiah, God's own son. Is that right? Is this baby God's own son? Yes, and God has waited a very long time for this night. Come on, Clyde, we need to help them get some fresh straw in the manger. What's wrong with the hay there already? But for one thing, you drooled all over it. Oh. 
You guys can do whatever you want. What do I care that some special baby is going to be born? Not like this baby is going to do anything for me. Everyone's getting all excited over nothing. Micah, come back! Micah, wait! The truth is, a lot of people understood how Micah felt. They didn't care about God's son. In fact, many people believed God had forgotten all about them. They thought God didn't care about the things that scared or worried them, so they didn't expect God to change history that night. They just brushed their teeth and went to bed, never knowing that a miracle was about to be born in the barn down the street. Caesar Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census when Quirius was governor of Syria, and all returned to their ancestral towns to register for this census. And because Joseph, Joseph was a descendant of, of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, his fiancée, who was now obviously pregnant. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and weighed him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them.
He's just another baby, you ask me. What do I care? I got better things to do than stare at a baby all day. I wonder what his name is. His name is Jesus. That means God with us. This little baby has a big job to do. He's going to save people from their sins. But right now, I think he just needs to rest. Do you think Mary and Joseph would mind if I held Jesus? Imagine looking in the face of God. Look, everyone, this is Jesus. Come on, Micah. This is God's own son. Look at him. I don't want to. I don't want anything to do with Jesus. That baby will never do anything for me. But that's where Micah was wrong. Time went by, and Jesus, God's son, grew up. Wherever he went, he told people how much God loved them, how God's greatest desire was to be close to them. Some listened, while others wanted to kill him. I can't believe they just crucified Jesus. Don't they know that Jesus is God's own son? Why do I care that they killed Jesus? He never dinged me. But Micah, didn't you hear about all the miracles he did? I was on the road one day and I saw Jesus heal a blind man. Yes, and I heard Jesus say he was the Lamb of God and sheep wouldn't have to be sacrificed anymore because he was going to die for people's sins. That's really good news when you're a sheep. You guys can believe anything you want, but God doesn't care about me. He doesn't even know who I am. And frankly, I like it that way. I love you, Micah, I always have. I saw you the day you were born, the day you felt all alone and forgotten. I was there each time you thought God didn't care about you, but he does care about you, and he loves you. Jesus, you love me? How could you care about me when I've done such horrible things about you? I don't get it, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, I never knew you loved me. I've been such a rat. Jesus? What is it, Micah? can't believe you'd be willing to give me a second chance. I know, Micah, but Jesus chose to die. That was the only way that people could have peace with God. Jesus, you're a king and I'm just a plain old cow. I'm no one special. There isn't a reason in the world why you would love me or even care about me. But you do, don't you, Jesus? Jesus, you died so I wouldn't have to. It doesn't seem fair, but to thank you. Thank you so much, Jesus. So, from that day on, everything was different. Claude loved telling Jesus' story. Seth was so happy, he told the entire flock about Jesus. And Micah, well, Micah was entirely grateful that God gave second chances, even to rats like her. In fact, Micah was so happy, she went home and soon her entire family loved Jesus. And when you consider how many little mice Micah had in his, her family, that's a lot of love. I could try a few times to become friends with the innkeeper, but that's a story for another time. Ouch! I'll you, you rat! <laughs> Happy birthday, Jesus, and thank you for your gift of eternal life. We love you. Baby
Jesus I'm so glad it's Christmas All the tinsels and lights And the presents are nice But the real gift is you Happy birthday Jesus I'm so glad it's Christmas All the carols and bells Make the holiday swell And it's all a 